0: Welcome to Trade Show Nine, everybody. What is going on? This is the relationship experience. And on the relationship experience here, um, we're talking about relationships clearly. Um, I've been on this journey for a while. And I know that I'm not even close. There I don't think there is an end. Situation. I don't think there is an end. I think it's forever evolving, uh, forever changing. And I've accepted that. I've accepted that. And every day I accept it. Every day I understand my philosophy. Every day when you're with someone, that is a new relationship. It is a new relationship that you are in. And most guys, most people, Get complacent in relationships. They just think that it's the same relationship every single day. They go about their business. Everything is hunky dory. Everything is fine, right? You get into a little fight here and there. The next day you make up, oh, now our relationship is better. This, this, and that. And not really realizing that it's all a part of it. Everything that happens in that relationship is a part of it. Now, in my philosophy, as I build my philosophy, as I create that philosophy for Trey Show Nine, for my life, I am Trey Nine. I am the relationship experience. It's not like a separate type of a movement. It's not something that is outside of myself. It's something that I can stop doing. It's something that I've gave up. I gave up, you know, sports and. I gave up uh, normal social gatherings, Uh, the way I communicate, I gave all that old shit up. And I'm crafting and creating a new way. And it's not actually new. Um, I know that to the mere mortal, it is new. uh, Because They don't practice this. Um, They practice very specific, like how do I get more money, right? At this particular job? Um, How do I sell more iPhones or this and that, whatever it may be? You know, but as I grow in this, as I have grown in this, as I continue to grow uh, in so many different areas and all the areas, it's about your life, man. This is your life. <laughs> this is my life, man. I'm not going to divorce this. This is something that I, I'm i just not going to... I'm not going to be like, you know what? Nah, it's, I'm not doing this anymore. Tracio, not, I could make $0 and this particular podcast I will do until the day I die. The message will get out. And if it happens when I die... That the message increases and it becomes a more visible, then so be it. So be it. So be it. Yes, I stutter. Yes, I'm an amateur. Yes, I'm not making any money. I, I made about five bucks off this podcast <clears throat> in, in, in a few years right? It's, it's, that's what it is. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) there's no secret. I'm not, I'm not here taking from you. I'm not here asking anything of you. I am simply sharing my life. And that is an honor. That is an honor. And it's an honor to be connected to something a lot larger than me. Okay. Something that is sustainable. And I appreciate and i hold dearly the lessons that have been taught to me that have been given to me and it's not so much that i appreciate them like from a distance i appreciate them because it's they have changed my life <laughs> you know they've changed my life there there's an all, my whole brain has restructured and that's just not easy for everybody It's not not easy at all, actually, for anybody. It's really challenging because you're going to lose a lot. You're going to lose a lot. And not everybody is willing and capable of that. You're going to lose. It's going to hurt. But every day, in every way, it gets better and better and better. That communication rises that communication grows. Think about it. I mean, th- here's how I think about communication. Here's here's what I think. I think and believe and my philosophy is what is what is my mood or or how am I reacting to certain What is it when I don't want to do something? When I don't want to do something, but I say yes to it, and it goes outside of who I am. There's a slightness that goes outside. Now, you know, as a DJ, I've been DJing for so many different years. So many years. So many different years. Yeah, yeah the years were different. Every every year is different. <laughs> My life just keeps... it. It's evolving. Um, it morphs into something crazy. And if you know me personally you know that I DJ. You know that I love DJing. What I don't love is when I go outside of my original plan. <clears throat> my original, original plan, yes, I like to make people dance because that's how I noticed. That's how I first was introduced to DJing. And that that is that is a major point, right? You have music, you have a DJ, people dance. I get that. The other part of me, and it was probably a major a lot major it was a bigger role um that played a part was was producing and altering and doing edits and doing remixes um, and just playing the music that I like. I like music because it it puts people in a certain trance. It puts people in a certain uh, mood. And so it's not always about dancing. Right. It Most of the time. Yeah, for sure. If you're going to go out, if you're going out somewhere, you're going to dance. You're going to listen to music that's danceable. And that's been the tradition. That's been what we've been programmed to do. Right. Um, and that's totally fine. It's, I think that's natural. I think that's and it's fun. It's fun to dance. Who doesn't like dancing? I believe that everybody should dance. I really do. I think that if you don't, if you feel like, oh, I don't I feel weird. I feel like I, I don't know. I think you should. That's when you should. Be that's the different me, right? Most black people are look look they're making fun of that person can't dance, right? And it's probably true. you can't dance. <laughs> I can't really dance. I'm not really a great dancer. However, I don't give a shit. That's the difference. The difference is I believe that movement it's also good for the soul. It's also good for the body, okay? And it you feel better. Afterwards, if, if it's if it's some wholesome shit that you're doing, if there's some wholesome dancing, right? It, and, and I don't mean wholesome like it's it, it could be freaky dancing, but it's like you you feel good about it. You know. It, it moved you, it changed you. That's important. That's really important. So. If if I do things that I enjoy like that. But then like if I'm DJing somewhere where I don't want to. And it's not enjoyable. But I said yes to it. And so it makes me feel like I went against my own philosophy. And that is where people make the most mistake. That's where I make the mistake. Is in that moment. I started DJing weddings because it was money. You know, it at, at that particular time I started DJing because I'm like, oh, I can make some money here and there. And I can pay off my equipment. Which was obviously important to do. However, it doesn't matter if I'm like, I love DJing, but if it's like, if I'm DJing at a wedding or a festival or a party and I don't, I'm not with that. Like I I didn't want to do that, but I said yes anyway. That's where the problem lies. And we we do that with us so much. We do that with a lot of things. Like, why did I do that? Well, I have to do it because I have to make money. Well, do you really have to? You know? Especially as a DJ, I get to say yes and no all the time. I get to say yes and no. I have that opportunity. I have that privilege. I have that that's my God given right. I mean, it's, you know, and that's communication. That's the the communication that says, you know what? I, Huh? I'm not really feeling that. I don't know. It's something is not making me feel right about this. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to follow and I'm going to, to listen to my intuition here on this one. It doesn't matter if it's, if it's $300, $400, or I, I need that money. Because what is it doing to my health at that time for the, those two hours or four hours or all day long, you know? That's huge, man, you know? And most people communicate and they, what you, when you're communicating, you have this other person in your head. You have this other person in your head, right? And you're the observer. So you're observing this because you're you're saying one thing and then you're thinking about, You're putting an image to that thought as well. You're putting an actual person to that thought. Maybe your mom, brother, sister, friend, whoever, girlfriend, wife, whoever it is. You're putting a face to that. And you're thinking, is that going to make them, am I hurting their feelings or am I, you know, doing this and doing that? Hey, listen, stop, stop, stop. Stop injecting that into your life, into your thought. The mind is almost the enemy, if you think about it. Notice that. Begin to notice your thoughts throughout the day. <clears throat> Begin to notice who's talking and and who's observing. Who's talking and who's observing? Who is talking and who who is observing? You're 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 listening to this, and you're also thinking. Right? You're thinking through a filter of probably society. You've been so seduced by normal society ways, right? The times that we live in, right? We're not in the 1950s anymore, right? All that bullshit. I don't adhere to that. I adhere to a timeless methodology. I, I, I believe in, in in timelessness. So I, I don't know, I know what works. I know what type of communication works. I know its style of a relationship that I want and I, I know what I want it to look like. So I don't know about the 50s and 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 as if as if that time era was stuck in that time. See now there when people say this is not, you know, you have these people that say we're not in the 1950s. That person is literally being seduced and is trapped in the matrix. They have to be. For the the simple fact that you've you've placed time. You place a limit on the time and, and the situation and the era. Well, I, I, I'm timeless. I believe a God is timeless. <laughs> you know what I mean? The Bible says it got, Jesus got these deities were the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. They're the same. So if I am a son of that deity, then I hold those same qualities, period. And that's how I act. That's how I act. That's how I should be communicating. Mark, do you have a God complex? Yes. Yes, I do. But why wouldn't I? If I ask your daughter or your son, if you have kids, and I ask them, "Do, do you... Do you see any of your characteristics, your mannerisms, anything? Do you see any of that? you see that in in you and the same thing in your your children and vice versa? I mean, yeah, no, that doesn't make sense. I lost my thought there. See? (laughs) I lost it. Oh, no. That was good. That was good. And we're going to keep this in here. We're going to keep this in here. All right. So do you see... Talking to children, talking to children. Now let's reverse that. Okay, scratch that. Right, and I'm going to leave that in on purpose because most of people will focus on the mistake that I made versus anything else. Right. So anyway, son, daughter, you ask them. You know, do you see anything that resembles your of your character, of your who you are, your mannerisms, anything? Right. Do you see similarities in Your parents, right? You you see that you see a correlation, right? It's the same thing, right? I honestly believe if if we're talking about Christianity or religion or whatever our deities and gods and this this and that and we're the offspring, if I'm an offspring of something, I hold certain qualities that that deity has. Period. Point. That is. I don't. So. I, I would say that you have also a God complex. If that's what you're saying, if that you're saying, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm this, I'm that, well, then you too should have a God complex. Well, I I don't understand. <laughs> I don't know. And so here's how I operate off my philosophy. Some time ago, some years ago, I was in Los Angeles. And it was one of those things where i felt i needed to go it was it was i don't always do this but at this particular time i needed to go i needed to go for two it was two reasons or well it was it was multiple reasons but i needed to go because i wanted to share my life i wanted to share my life period that's it share my life a glimpse of it and I went to to LA, Uh, there was a premiere happening, a movie premiere, and there was also uh, a dinner that we were holding um, that we, we planned to have in Los Angeles, a group that I was currently with at that particular time called Spire Entertainment, and I went with a friend who who was in as I was a youth leader, he was in my youth group. So he's seen me in that realm of that spirituality. Uh, He's seen me in that. And so one day we decided to like, he, he, he had to go to LA for something he he lives in LA. So he had but he came down here to to pick up something for his mom, uh, his, uh, sorry, his sister to bring to his mom. And so we had a U-Haul truck drove a u-haul truck up there and i think there was two occasions that this happened but anyway the point is is that while i was there um i met a couple yeah while i was there i met a couple and They were at the, the the dinner that we hosted that that we put on and uh at the end of this first of all, we're sitting there and you you don't really know who you are until you get with people who you don't know. The room I knew two people in that room uh one, two, yeah, I knew two people in that room uh maybe three. Maybe three people in that room. The guy who actually puts it on, the guy who started the dinners, uh, Dinner for Dreamers, and uh, the Spire Entertainment um, CEO and founder, and then my friend. Uh, He was also there. And so that's the only people that I knew. Los Angeles, we're in a room full of people, and we're sitting at the table. And I, I was obviously there first. So sat down. I was sitting next to me, comes this Indian woman. I'm talking like drop-dead gorgeous, like fine, bad. She sits right to my left. First thing I think of is, I don't really think. I I don't know what I was thinking. And then right across from me, there was this older lady. I'm sorry, there was a younger lady here across from me who was into some spirituality stuff. And then... There was a muse to the stars, um, sitting next to her. The muse maybe of sitting, maybe sat right in front of me. I'm not sure. I don't remember. None. It doesn't really matter. And I'm sitting, and then my friend was sitting across. He was sitting next to her, and I forgot who was to my right. I, honestly, the girl to my left was. <laughs> she was drawing a lot of my energy. Um, I was drawing a lot of her energy. And but I was also I was a lot more interested in the muse as far as wanting to know I've never met a muse that claims to be a muse that has actually sat with the stars, the movie stars, you know, and she was very modest. She didn't even she never said anything about it. Someone else was speaking for her a lot of the time, you know, and she kind of downplayed what she did and this, this and that. But here's a woman who behind the scenes has sat with some of the stars that we love so, so much over the years. Right? The stars that we're like, oh my gosh, this i this guy is incredible because he played this. This woman is this. This woman is that. She's so beautiful. Well, here's a woman who sat with them and who has taken their career to the next levels. This is who I'm talking to. So me being me. I naturally am gravitated towards that. Because why? Because I'm trying to seek validation, to be honest with you, right? Because I'm still not sure about my gift. I'm still not sure if this thing is real. Even though I know it's real, I've been using it. I've been seeing it and watching it and living it. But it's not until you get with strangers that it's like, holy crap, what? These people don't know me. They don't know me. They don't know who I know. There's no reference. There's no one telling them anything. And I, I said to the muse, I said, what do you do? You know, what, what do you do? There's something about you. I just knew it. You know, and she had explained all that stuff. And so I said, "How? what's your process? Can, can you run, you know, basically, can you run your game on me? You know, and she's like, sure. She's like, but I don't really have to. I get chills right now just saying that. She says, I don't really have to. She said, I don't know what it is, but you have something that I go in with the stars and I have to create this in them because they don't have it. And I go, you mean the people that we, you know, she's, she's, People are I mean I'm not even I don't even need I'm not gonna say like, oh, she's worked with you know Angelina Jolie and all these different people, and uh I can't think of her name right now, Mar- Marilyn Monroe, you know what i mean i'm I'm not gonna say all that because it doesn't matter, right? What matters is is I was there with this person. she doesn't know me, I don't know her, but we're drawn, I'm drawn to her, and she knew that she totally knew that, and she's like, I don't have to do much. She's like, you're doing just fine. What you do, what I've seen so far, I've sat down for 10 minutes. Take that, what I've seen already, take that and explode with that. I was like, whoa, okay. Now, normally, I'm the person who goes in and I'm encouraging everybody and uplifting everybody and and giving body giving everybody encouragement and positive affirmations and pumping them up and getting them going, kicking them out the door so they can be great. You know what I'm saying? Normally, I'm doing that, but she did that for me. Lady on the left is hearing this conversation, and she's in awe. She's in awe. She's like, "Oh my gosh." She's like, you must know Preston Smiles. (laughs) You must know him. And I said, I I don't know him. No, I don't. Uh, I know who he is. I don't know him. Never met him. Never. I've talked to him on Instagram. That's about it. I don't actually know anything about him other than what he shares on Instagram. And she's like, you literally, I know him and you're his twin. (laughs) You're his twin you like you, you you she's like you really don't know who he is you've never met him you guys never met i said no i said here's the funny thing though i said i had a dream once and i was doing talks and and speeches around we we're traveling around speaking on a tour and he was there i he I, we didn't he was there on the tour and we met at that tour we met and then we what we did was on that particular tour on one of those occasions where we were speaking together, we both spoke on the stage in this dream. And after that, we linked up and we decided to do our own speaking tour. And it was it was pretty fire. It's pretty fire. So that was that. That was a dream. So I said, I don't I don't really know if that's actually going to happen. It doesn't really matter. Right. I don't live my life like that. Where I'm stuck on that. If it happens, it happens. I dreamt it. 99.99% of my dreams come true. If if I want them to. Right? That one I want to come true, but I'm not forcing it. Yeah, I'm not forcing that. But it was in that communication. It was just me being me, me living my life, me living my life, me living my life. Second couple or the couple that I'm referring to. Now, this was a this was a huge impact because we were cleaning up. I was handling some drama at the cash register with all the money. I had to make sure everyone paid and, and the, the restaurant got uh, their money. That was my job. And, you know, so I was schmoozing and talking and this, this, and that. Um, everyone was looking at us like, who the hell is this guy? Who are these people? Um, yada, 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 because they don't normally do this. We basically blocked out a whole section of the restaurant uh, because there were so many people. And uh, anyway, long story short, this couple comes up uh, again. It was at the end of the night. They were tired. I was tired. We're putting up chairs, packing things up, putting tables down, helping the restaurant out with their stuff, making sure they got the money. And this couple comes and they said, oh, my gosh, it's you. That's, That's how they started. It's you, honey, honey, honey. Look, look who's here. Look at this. And she, and she said, oh, my gosh, what? They're like, do you know who you are? I said, reluctantly, I said yes. I was kind of like, "Uh, yeah. Inside, I wanted to be like, hell, yeah, I know who I am. And I said, yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah. What's up? She goes, you're the destroyer. The guy's like, you're you, you're the destroyer. Not in a bad way. You're the destroyer of perception. You're the destroyer of this certain mindset that people have. When especially when it comes to the church, be careful because they will they will not accept you. They will not. They will not accept you because you're going to be breaking down walls that they put up to protect themselves when it comes to their teachings and who they are and are who they're not. Be careful. You need to know this because they're going to come to you as their friend, as your friend, but they are not. You're the destroyer. Just like God, just like Jesus. Jesus came to destroy. Essentially, like he didn't actually come to destroy, but he came to bring the truth, which shattered everybody else's normal everyday thinking shattered it. It still does to some. Some don't even get it. They just think it's, you know, I don't know what people think about religion. It's it's, it's way too goofy now. It's extremely too goofy. But I'm talking about it. I'm talking about it. People are stuck. People are machines. They're reading a script. They're literally reading a script. I can go on Instagram right now, today, 2022, And I can tell you what the pastors are saying. I can tell you what pastor's children are saying. I can tell you what the white Christian woman is saying. I can tell you what the, it's all the same. It's always, it's the same thing. It's almost like someone gave them a script and they're reading from it, which is very sad. Why? Why is that sad? Because it doesn't, that script is the wrong script. It doesn't work well, I'm a white woman in Christianity and I think that we're better than blacks and this, this, and that, and yada, yada, yada. Because that's what they're saying. I've traveled to some churches and segregation, uh, racism, prejudice lives inside of the church. And people are oblivious to it and they keep denying it. And I'm here to tell you it's here. That's part of the destroyer. That's why they will reject me. This is not a game to me. Trace Nine is not a game. It's not just like, a, oh, I'm going to do a podcast because that's what's in. No, I'm just doing it because it, it's, it's available to me. I've always been speaking like this. And as I get more, I give more. Trace Nine, be the best of fucked